everyone and welcome to yet another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works Postscape Show. This is I Need No Name and today I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 6-2 victory over Mainz. First of all, usually what I do is I would recap the game and then I would launch into a player-by-player review of each and every single performance that we saw. But today I am not going to do that, mainly because first of all, we had way too many goals to just go over and second, I think that reviewing this performance as a player-based performance would be the wrong approach because honestly today was about the system that Nagelsmann put in place and how it worked together. So let's talk about the system. You have the lineup, first of all. You have Sadio Mane, Chupo Moting, Musiala and Serge Gnabry starting up top with Chupo as a striker, Mane left winger, Musiala attacking midfielder and Gnabry on the right. You had Kimmich and Goretzka as the dual pivot in midfield and then you had the back line which was completely unchanged from the Barcelona game. You had Matsraoui on the right and Alfonso Davies on the left and you had Delict and Upamecano in the center. Finally, Manuel Neuer is still injured so you had Sven Ulreich in goal. So with that lineup, I will just describe how Nagelsmann sets up this team to be successful and how that differs from his struggles earlier maybe in the season or rather earlier in his career as Bayern manager because there are numerous mistakes that he used to make that he is no longer making. First of all, you have the way we set up and the build-up. Joshua Kimmich, nowadays, he plays more like a true defensive midfielder. He is regularly positioned between the two centre-backs during build-up. That means that you have Upamecano on the right and Delict on the left and Kimmich is often just in front of them positioned centrally so he provides an outlet for them to pass into. Where does that leave the other two midfielders? Well, Goretzka goes up the pitch a little and you have Muziala moving from his central attacking position into more of a right half space central midfielder and that means that Kimmich, Goretzka and Muziala form a sort of inverted triangle in the center of the pitch. That is pretty much the basis of Bayern Munich's build-up at the moment. You have the centre-backs able to either pass to Kimmich, who can then launch an attack by passing it into Goretzka and Muziala, who can easily act as pivots to pass it into either an onrushing fullback or one of the attackers, such as the winger or Chupamoting, who is acting as an offensive pivot. Or the other option is, which we saw against Barcelona and we kind of saw today, if Kimmich is very strongly marked, then that means that the players behind him will have the time and space. So the defenders themselves, since they're good ball-playing defenders, they can just go direct, bypassing Kimmich into the feet of Goretzka or Muziala, who can then either choose to turn and run, or again, choose to play in either the fullbacks or one of the wingers. That is a massive component of our build-up at the moment, and is very similar to the setup that I remember we played under Hansi Flick. It is Curious to me that after so much experimentation and so many changes, Nagelsmann has eventually settled on something that Flick pretty much mastered from day one. But it looks good and I'm not going to criticize him for using a good thing. Right now, Bayern Munich look as balanced as I've ever seen the team. And that is mainly because of this new defensive midfield and build-up situation. When defending, Kimmich is regularly able to get back and help the central defenders close down attackers and stop attackers from barging through the middle. Because of that, it allows Upa and Delict to stay wide. And because 
they stay wide. It gives us a certain amount of doubling on the flanks, preventing oppositions from countering down the flanks when they get the ball. Because if you get past Davies or Matrawi, who are generally pretty high up the pitch because they have to be in this kind of a setup, then immediately they are faced with a physical challenge against Upa or Delict, who are very good at winning physical battles against the pacey wingers you see in the Bundesliga. That is a very good way of utilizing the talent at his disposal, and I'm glad that Nagelsmann is using it. Now, when instead, if the opponent decides to go through the middle, they have to go through a lot because there's Goretzka. Goretzka, when he's in the defensive phase and Kimmich needs help, Goretzka drops back and Buziala moves centrally, and that makes a sort of normal triangle, not an inverted triangle, a standard triangle with Kimmich and Goretzka at the base and Buziala at the tip which makes it very difficult for opponents to pass easily through Bayern's midfield because Kimmich will drop deep, Gretzka's right in front of him or next to him, making sure that gap between the two centre-backs is covered, and you have Muziala putting pressure on whoever has the ball and is looking to launch a counter, which whether or not he wins the ball back, it does not matter because he will make the player that is launching a counter just that little bit more hesitant, a little bit less able to pass properly, find the right pass, and that's just enough for Bayern Munich to completely dominate the center of the pitch and prevent any dangerous through balls from going through. It's not a perfect system by any means, and a lot of that is down to execution because it's a system with a lot of moving parts, and you have to have midfielders with great footballing IQ to execute it. And I admit our midfielders have great footballing IQ overall, but even so, on a minute-to-minute basis, they can have defensive lapses, they can just have moments where they just weren't paying attention as closely, and those lead to occasional lapses in possession. But then you have the second aspect of Nagelsmann's tactics, the great 1v1 duels winning ability of our defenders. Upamecano and Delict, and even Lucas Hernandez when he plays, he's been injured for such a long time. They all are so good at winning their duels, and Delict himself so dominant in the air that if the opposition uses the standard tactic of having one man up top as a runner or as a knockdown striker. If it's a knockdown striker, Delict is straight on him every single time, ready to outmuscle him for the ball. And in the air, Delict is almost unbeatable. This guy is almost like Matt Sambles in his prime in the way because he's so good at winning the ball in those aerial duels. If it's not a matter of aerial duels, then you have Upamecano positioned right behind Delict to sweep up in case Delict either can't win the ball or the player is more of a pacey player and manages to get around Delict. Then Upamecano, first of all, he's positioned further back, so he always has a head start on any potential attacker. And on top of that, Upa is a very fast player, so he can pretty much outmuscle any fast, lanky player with his pace and his physicality. So overall, it's a very good multi-layer defensive system that gives us the kind of flexibility also needed for us to progress in attack. The other question is, how are we progressing the ball when we have all the offensive momentum our way? Well, there are two aspects of this. First of all, you have wingers who stay out wide, very wide, in fact, and then you have inverted fullbacks. Nusar Matsrawi, he basically has almost all the qualities you'd expect in a midfielder. His passing is excellent, he is press resistant, he has... Uh, he has great ability to carry the ball, so overall, he is perfectly suited for the inverted winger role. Sorry, inverted fullback role. Meanwhile, you have Alfonso Davies, who is not as suited, in my opinion, for the inverted fullback role, but he has 
incredible pace, incredible physicality, and he's very intelligent into when he should time his runs and his passes. So overall, that combined with Sadio Mane on the left and Serge Gnabry on the right gives Bayern Munich a level of dominance on the wings and a level of ability to combine, interchange, um, play together, have some interplay. All of that stuff is so good with this current setup that I really wouldn't change it for anything. When Coman came on, you could see really Mazraoui shine even more as he was allowed to go further inside and Gnabry was no longer there to have to be supported by him because Coman can run a flank all by himself. So Mazraoui went even further inside and suddenly he was getting chances by getting shots on goal and getting great crosses in from around the corner of the penalty area. Those are positions where Mazraoui is really good at and I'm interested to see how Nagelsmann will utilize him in those positions going forward because this is the first game where we really saw Mazraoui showing off what he can do as an inverted fullback. It's very exciting and this is another aspect of the buying system that has slowly been developing and it's one of those things that we actually did not see under Hansi Flick. So this is a purely Nagelsmann constructed tactic that he is utilizing almost to perfection. It has worked well against Barcelona and against Mainz now. The conceded goals, I would say that the reason we conceded today, first of all, the first one was a corner that came after Sven Ulreich saved a penalty from Mainz. And the penalty, in my opinion, was a complete nonsense call. But I'll get to that in a minute. The corner we conceded probably should not have been conceded. And um, honestly, Sven... Second half, he did not have a great game. He passed straight to a Mainz player who immediately slotted past him. So basically today, both goals really were fluke goals and we did not really concede that many chances. Yes, Mainz hit the post a few times, but so did we. And in all honesty, I didn't think those chances by Mainz were very dangerous overall. I think Sven had them covered or at least our defenders had them covered. And I'm pleased with how our defense is shaping up. Now, there are concerns. First of all, you had Dilit going off at halftime. He might have just been subbed as a precaution. I have not seen the post-match conversation. Sorry, the post-match pressers from Nagelsmann, so I don't know what's happened to him. I hope he's okay because he's our last, basically, fifth centre back. If we are down to now having Pavard and Upamecano starting together at centre back, and it's it's difficult. It's not easy with so many injuries to our defence. We already have Alfonso Davies playing every single minute. Matsurai playing almost every single minute. We can't have any more of these defensive injuries or we are not going to survive until the World Cup. I'm glad we are already qualified from the Champions League because the Inter Milan game is going to have to be a rotation game from us. Next you have, what did I want to talk about? Ah yes, the referee. I don't know what's going on with Bundesliga refs this season. Honestly, um, it feels like they've been told to make buying games at least as interesting as they can make them because there's no way that foul by Ulrich in the box was a penalty. Usually I give those, like I've seen those fouls given as a foul for the attacker, not a foul by the goalkeeper. Like Ulrich was going for the ball and he has the right of way as a goalkeeper. There is no way that should have been given as a penalty to Mainz. And then Ulrich saved the penalty, which was great for him. But eventually that sequence of play led to Bayern conceding. And I thought that was quite unfair, especially on the keeper himself. Secondly, you have Bundesliga refs letting us letting other teams get away with a lot of rough play in this season. And I don't know if it was because of our 10 titles in a row or something or something changed this season. Because compared to what we've seen in our European games, the refereeing in the Bundesliga has been very lax. And because of that, 
I feel like our players are a little bit more confused when they go into Europe and they suddenly find that fouls that wouldn't be called normally in the Bundesliga, especially fouls against us that normally would not be called, are being called and then suddenly our players are getting yellow cards and, you know, that kind of thing for absolutely no reason. We saw so many fouls, unintentional fouls committed against Barcelona and I think that strange disconnect between the Bundesliga refereeing and the European refereeing standards is causing that. This could be a problem going forward if that's how the Bundesliga wants to play it. I really hope that I'm just making a crazy conspiracy theory, but I genuinely feel like between this and Dennis Eitekin opting not to send send off Jude Bellingham in Der Klassiker, I think it's like the Bundesliga referees have been told to keep things interesting don't get buying too much of an advantage and that that doesn't make any sense to me i just i just hate that and i don't know if anyone finds that entertaining finally we have my opinion on our substitutions i think uh, ryan gravenberch and matthew tell they came on a little bit too late they should have come on as soon as Bayern made it 4-1 maybe 10 minutes sooner but okay nagelsman you do you tell scored again this kid has an amazing shot on him and he is very very promising both as a striker and on the wing i hope that he starts and plays at least 60 to 80 minutes against inter milan in midweek if he doesn't questions need to be asked about how nagelsmann is using his young players same thing goes for ryan gravenberch he needs to start very soon because every time he plays you can see him trying a lot and he seems to be very talented and you can see that talent coming through but he needs the time to actually acclimate to his role because Otherwise, whenever he comes on, he's going to be nervous. He's going to be always concerned with impressing the coach. And that's not going to produce consistent performances. That's just going to produce erratic performances and mistakes that would otherwise be avoided. So I hope that on the upcoming game against Inter Milan, Nagelsmann takes the opportunity to play more of these youngsters. And in more games, if we show this kind of dominance where we win 6-2 or whatever, we should be subbing on these youngsters more often. And I think that was the one missed opportunity and the one thing that I will criticize Nagelsmann for today. So that is pretty much all I have to say. I think as far as Man of the Match is concerned, either Muziala or Chupo, both of them are so, so good to this season. Like maybe Chupo could win the Ballon d'Or, I don't know. He is scoring every single game. And Muziala, I've been thinking that Muziala has been a little bit mediocre in the last two games, but today he really showed up and his shot, his shooting ability is so good. He slots them in positions that most other players would miss from like i rarely see players get as many difficult goals as i see muziala get on a regular basis so that is pretty much all i have to say short podcast today because again huge win not much to talk about in terms of negatives so let's just marinate in the good vibes and let's go on to inter so thank you for listening as always you can listen to us on pretty much any podcasting platform spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever follow us on twitter at bavarian fp works check out our blog where we have our match observations match awards reactions from almost everyone on the team and that is pretty much all i have to say so good night